Hello and welcome to the Grocery of O Show. I'm your host, Kevin Appleby, and today I'm talking to Stuart Trude. Hello, Stuart. Hi, Kevin. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Now, Stuart, you're an unusual creature that, that fascinates me. You're a portfolio CFO. Can you tell me what one of those is? Yes, absolutely. So a portfolio CFO for me is, is someone who has a range of different clients and therefore essentially a portfolio of activities and, and clients that they manage and, and very much uh, they manage that portfolio on based on their lifestyle, on their needs and on what the ultimate aspirations that they want to achieve from their professional activities. Um, I was obviously a CFO and a CEO for a considerable number of years, uh, working across a range of different businesses, from large corporates through to startups. And one of the things that I wanted to do in my portfolio career is almost take all of that experience that I'd, I'd brought together and, uh, and help uh, a range of different smaller businesses with their, um, with their finance activities and their, and their strategic activities, which is, which is where I kind of get involved as a portfolio CFO. So, as a portfolio CFO then, Stuart, how many, how many clients do you have every time? Well, now, now I'm literally down to two, two or three. Um, um, but, but you can, I think it depends on, on how many you, you feel in your own mind you can juggle. And, and in the role of a portfolio CFO, every portfolio CFO will have different objectives and aspirations. Uh, and as I said a moment ago, um, for me, it was very much about how they kind of interact with my my personal circumstances and and how much I want to work and and where I want to work and it's it's more about choice. Whereas obviously when you're in a corporate role or in a full time CFO role, um, that's very much governed by the organisation that you're working for. So this this sounds as though it's a it's a crafty plan to get all the Aston Villa away games in Europe. <laughs> uh, if only we were in Europe, that would be a wonderful thing. Yes, but absolutely. Yeah, no. So, so you, you, but you're right. I mean, all joking aside, what, what it does is it allows you to, as I said, to, to balance your, your sort of your own activities. I've, I've been in sort of business for over 30 years and the portfolio CFO, which, which essentially for me came out and about after I kind of was involved in the sale of a business as a CEO. Um, I decided that actually I didn't want to continue down the corporate route anymore. And I wanted to do something that's completely different, but, but it will, for me, it would be very interesting. And the businesses that I work for and work with uh, are very much of, of real interest to me, both from a kind of business activity perspective, but also the people that I work with. Um, so for me, everything I do is my choice and um, I enjoy uh, everything that I do. So, in terms of the, the working week and see the, the corporate life is very much Monday to Friday, the standard 40 hour week and probably being a CFO a lot more than 40 hours besides. How, do, how does that working week pan out then in your world of being a, a portfolio CFO? It's a great question, actually. And, and one of the challenges of a portfolio CFO, and, I, and, I, and I've not been doing the portfolio CFO role that long, but... Um, and on obviously the last six to seven months of being during sort of COVID-19 and all the other wonderful things that that brings. But the, one of the challenges is making sure that you balance what you really want to do and how you want to work with the demands that come to you. And I'm sure we'll get on to talk about, you know, marketing yourself as a portfolio, CFO, networking, etc. The challenge is that you, you become so involved in some of those businesses that you, you essentially run out of time during your working week. So 
I don't think my working week is any less in terms of the number of hours than I was doing in some of my CFO roles previously. The difference is I, I'm choosing where I sort of place my, my cards and, and what I do and how involved I get in the businesses. Um, for me personally, uh, being a portfolio CFO is quite challenging in the sense that I love to be involved in the business. So I'm not just a pure, I've never have been just a pure sort of traditional finance leader. Um, I like to get involved in the business direction, the strategy, um, in, in the sense of one of my businesses, it was around sort of turning the business around and, and, and pointing it in the right direction. And you become very involved in all those businesses and, and almost personally and professionally invested. Mm, mm. So, Stuart, you you touched on the the marketing side of this. You're you're there in in corporate. You've got a, a role with one organisation that's taking up all your time. You suddenly decide you want to make that switch. Well, four or five clients isn't going to come along overnight. How, mm. how do you actually go about switching from corporate to portfolio CFO? Well, I think. I mean, for me personally, I was quite fortunate in the sense that I, I moved from corporate into a, a CEO role for an art services business, which then allowed me some time to start developing my portfolio. So for me, I was, I was, I was quite fortunate. But I, but I think it's about networking, most definitely. And I think finance professionals are not the best at networking. So one of the reasons that I joined a, a sort of a networking portal like Grow CFO was to sort of talk to like-minded portfolio CFOs and other industry leaders, because I think it's about who you know rather than what you know in terms of becoming a portfolio CFO. Secondly, I think you have to be very patient and deliberate around your approach. So it's, it's again, I'm, I was fortunate enough to not have to worry as much financially as, as some may. So my choices were, were based around what I wanted to do rather than the financial needs and demands of, of me and, and, and the family. So I could be a little bit more patient and a little bit more cheesy. And I think also you have to be very, um, you have to be very dogmatic in the sense that if you want to become a portfolio CFO, you have to give it a go. The tend- I've got a number of people that I know who uh, aspire to be a portfolio CFO, but in the end they ended up going back into a full-time professional CFO role because they just couldn't get the traction. Look, it's it's a it's an interesting point because I think at the moment, particularly around COVID nineteen and the and the sort of the world that we're living in at the moment, you could argue that being a, becoming a portfolio CFO right now is a very even more challenging area. The flip of that argument may be that a number of organisations suddenly decide that they don't need um, a full time finance leader and therefore a portfolio CFO or someone who's working on a kind of one two day a week or a month basis might be exactly the path they want to go down. All of, I suppose, is the organisation that's suddenly realising, having gone through a lot of change and a lot of need to review the numbers very quickly, that they need a finance guy that they haven't had in the past, but can't afford to employ somebody full time. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that's a really good point. And I think, I think when you talk about portfolio CFOs, you have to look at your experience and your, essentially your toolkit. Because a number of areas that I think also a portfolio CFO can, can help on is, is areas of their expertise, which may well be a sort of defined project. So let's just say, for example, a transformation project, a restructuring project, a cost reduction projects that that person can lead. And it may have a defined period. And if you're comfortable enough to have into to managing those portfolios that range from a sort of an ongoing 
portfolio activity to a project-based, again, that's another different aspect that, that uh, you know, and, and an exciting thing for me that a portfolio CFO can offer. He doesn't have to be wedded to the, the, the traditional sort of finance responsibilities and come in, do a defined role with a defined outcome and then, and then move on. And actually that's, that's really valuable for their, for their kind of portfolio and for their experience. And I, I suppose that's the big difference between a portfolio CFO spending part of his time with a client and the, the sole practitioner accountant who's come mm. from the annual accounts and doing various bookkeeping services for businesses. Yeah, absolutely. I think you also notice that there are a number of organisations that are starting up that are looking to sort of create sort of portfolio CFO practices for want of a better word. So if you've got a number of, for example, a number of tech startups that don't know where to go to get that sort of finance expertise, you've got a couple of companies that I can think of that actually start starting to sort of sell those services in. So again, back to a marketing perspective, if you can wedge yourself to one or, one or a number of those and almost be on their kind of roster of potential um, candidates, again, that's another way of, of trying to get portfolio um cfo sort of career going yeah so you're you're personally not associated with any of those those stewards are you no 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 i'm not i'm not associated i mean as i said i've been lucky enough to my range of activities have come out of my networking and my and my kind of contacts so you know again people know oh i know Stuart. he's he's got some good experience but again to my to, to the point i said earlier kevin that you know if someone said to me you know, I know a guy who can do, uh, you know, who's, who's transformed the business in this particular way, who's offshored, you know, finance activities, I can bring them in for a period of time. And, you know, particularly in this day and age when this, all businesses are looking at ways of uh, being much more operationally efficient, then people with that experience, you can jettison in and out um, are the way to go. It's, it's almost like a consultative approach, I guess. Mm. You could look at it. So a portfolio CFO could be a, a, a consultant of some, of some description. And as a consultant myself, I rather like that idea. I, I like the idea of being involved in, in the finance transformation type of project. And mm. what would worry me about taking on the title of, of portfolio CFO would be getting dragged into the day-to-day -day bookkeeping and management accounts producing of the organization. And do you find that you have to be involved in that to, to a great extent, Stuart? Uh, one of the organisations I, I do actually, yeah. I mean, I and actually, I I mean, I actually enjoy it because having having <laughs> having gone sort of through my career and and obviously got to a place where you're you're at the top and you're a leader of leader of leaders within the, the business community and the finance community, you're never really getting involved in terms of uh, finance processing and, and bookkeeping and stuff. So, for, but for those smaller organisations where you know they need an all singing all dancing sort of finance uh, help then you, you may well get involved. And, and again, it's about choice. But I, for me, I find it quite refreshing and quite mm. interesting to know that you can, you know, you can get yourself around zero and you can, I mean, during this, for example, during this sort of last six to seven month um, uh, period, I've, I've been involved in, you know, applying for C-bills, uh, uh, for, for loans, I've applied for, I've done the furloughing scheme, uh, all those good things that, again, have been, you know, uh, invaluable experience even even with someone that's been in the, in the profession for as long as I have and that, that's very true and I, I can reflect on very similar experience over the last few months myself uh, while being a consultant I'm also um, the guy who does all the finances for daughter's company uh, the treasurer of a 
not-for-profit sports centre in the village. So, uh, and as well as my own company, that's uh, that's three sets of zero books that I keep. So, yeah, I, I actually quite enjoy, Stuart, finding out the ins and outs of how zero works, of how it integrates to other systems and so on, some of the stuff that we talk about in, in Gross CFO and those Tuesday Future of the Finance Function sessions actually because I'm doing that hands-on stuff in zero, they, they come to life quite well. Yeah. 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 Um, you mentioned Grow CFO as a support network, Stuart. Mm-hmm. What, what's that giving the port, portfolio CFO at the moment? I think, I, mean, I think Grow CFO generally is giving an awful lot of uh, different sort of finance aspects to a different range of finance professionals. For portfolio CFOs, I think, and, and the reason I kind of first came into contact with Dan Wells, the founder of Grow CFO, was that I, I wanted to find somewhere that essentially could peddle my wares in terms of networking, getting out there, understanding what like-minded portfolio CFOs um, do, how, how they go about their, their business. And one of the things that I do within Grow CFO, I mean, actually, I'm the CFO for Grow CFO. So one of my portfolio activities is actually sort of part-time CFO for Grow CFO, if that, if that all makes sense. But one of the things I also do is chair a sort of a regular Grow CFO portfolio CFO forum. So it allows, it allows those portfolio CFOs to interact on a, on a regular basis via Zoom calls to, to talking about the, the things that are troubling portfolio CFOs that are challenging them, that are, that are giving them opportunities. And, and for me personally... I'd never found a network that could do that. Um, even when I was a CFO, most most of the networking um, portals and in- institutes that I'd been part of before were very um, were very salesy. They were trying to sell their their wares or someone else's wares on behalf. And Grow CFO is very agnostic. It's independent, and generally the people that are participating Grow CFO are very much interested in developing themselves. Um, and improving their, as I say, improving their network and their collaboration, which um, doesn't come easy, I think, to finance professionals in the main. I'm not saying that's the same for everybody, but I think what Grow CFO allows is, is people to interact as much or as little as they want and also take information from the various channels to use for their own um, personal and professional development. I think that's very true, Stuart, that the, the average finance guy loves just hiding in the back office and crunching numbers. And doesn't realize the importance of networking in the same way as a sales guy or a marketing guy does. So, uh, yeah, it's, I think that's proved will prove to be a very useful community. And what are the hot topics that, that are being discussed in there at the moment? Well, I guess the, the, the last, as I keep referring to the, the recent times that we've had and, and people exchanging kind of thoughts, ideas, um, around what's happening in the world and how we can how we can work through that are very much uh, you know an ongoing set of topics a range of different forums um i mean the thing i like about grow cfo is it you whether you're a portfolio cfo or you're a female a female leader or you're a, a, an aspiring cfo there's there's something for everybody in there yeah. um a lot of the topics you know so for example if you if again you know a good example for me is when i wanted to change my my finance erp many moons ago it was really difficult to try and navigate through and find out the best solutions and what was right for my business at that particular point in time. Grow CFO doesn't have all the answers, and, and, but it has a community of people that have been through various or similar experiences, and you can tap into that fairly easily. And it's got subject matter experts for, from a range of different disciplines, and you know that's, that's really important. 
um, particularly in this environment when people uh, are finding it quite difficult to to get other things uh, going. Mm. So, Stuart, I, I run and have been running for quite a while uh, another podcast called The Next 100 Days. One of the things that we typically ask guests on that program is, okay, if you want to do this, what are the key things you would do in the next 100 days? I think that's a very valid question for somebody sitting in corporate, thinking Mm. about becoming the portfolio CFO. What are the three or four things that you'd start doing in the next 100 days if that was you? I think I think firstly I'd make I want to make sure that I was absolutely certain that I wanted to become a portfolio CFO and and I think that goes without saying but sometimes it can be a temptation but firstly I would talk to talk to portfolio CFOs of varying lengths and varying uh, disciplines and and uh, get a get a real view um, be prepared to um, work out how you're going to, as you said earlier, Kevin, try to engage with your first client or a range of different clients and, and work out a roadmap of, of the type of networking tools that you would need and the kind of areas that you are keen on on supporting in, in terms of your portfolio, portfolio CFO role. So as I, as I said earlier, do you want to be a traditional bookkeeper or an, account, an accountant goes in one day a week to help a small, medium-sized business do you want to go in with your sort of project skills around various disciplines and, and helping that particular way? What um, are you prepared to do in terms of, your, to your point earlier, working week? Um, frankly, what can you afford to do? I mean, again, I think whilst, whilst as a CFO, you have this this kind of view that as a, as a you know, your day rate for a CFO is, is significantly higher than it may well be when you go into portfolio world. Remember that many businesses that portfolio CFO support are financially hamstrung cash cash is really challenging for them anyway so you know you may have to be compromising in terms of the type of um, services in terms of charges that you put so be very clear in your own mind about what you can and what you can't do and um and and work all those through and um if you start if you start talking to people and networking you'll start to uh, understand that there are opportunities out there and um but but of course being being really brutal there there are a number of people thinking exactly the same particularly in this world where you know people are losing their roles and um and, and thinking about alternatives in life mm. so touch there on on day rates and so on Stuart mm. what's what's the typical range of day rates for a, a portfolio CFO? And if, if you're thinking about this, where would you be probably pitching yourself? Oh, that's a tricky question to answer. I mean, the, the day rate, I mean, you can, it, it all depends on what, what the businesses can afford to pay, pay and, and be prepared to pay. I mean, you can go from anything from, you know, an hourly rate. I mean, I know, I know some portfolio CFOs that actually charge on an hourly rate and they, they charge, on a timesheet basis. So I did seven hours yesterday on, you know, 20 pound an hour or 50 pound an hour, whatever it might be. I mean, typically you'd be looking for something like a day rate of around about 500 pounds, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but it could go upwards from that. Um, yeah. And, you know, the, the other thing I think portfolio CFOs are uh, something we haven't talked about are very adept at is, is you, if most portfolio CFOs have got a range of experience uh, good, bad, and indifferent that they can impart and um, give back to uh, other finance professionals. And so, one of the areas I think portfolio CFOs can can really try and establish is is the whole mentoring piece. Yes. And again, if you look at mentoring, 
you know, I'm sure you and I have, 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 have had coaches and mentors in the past where their, their sort of, their rate is, you know, 1,000, 1,500, 2,000 pounds um, uh, and, and a day sort of thing. So again, I think there's something there for CFOs to really kind of tap into from, a, from, a, from an experience perspective, they can give back. And that's something for me, you know, going back to why did I become a portfolio CFO, what CFO and what, what appealed to me about grow CFO was that I wanted very clearly to, to give back to the finance community some of my my um, insights and experiences and and the portfolio CFO role definitely allows me to do that into those troubled and challenged businesses or those very exciting startup businesses but it also allows me I think to to go and impart my my perspective my soundings my experience to um, people who are just you know newly newly qualified aspiring CFOs or you know new CFOs mm. And I, I really do get that. And from, from a personal point of view, I'm much the same. Having spent the last 20 years as a management consultant, largely working on big projects pretty much full time, I want to step away from that kind of lifestyle. And one of the things I started doing prior to, to getting involved in Growth CFO was, was training in the classroom. And it was very much passing on that knowledge to the next mm. generation of finance leaders. And I share your desire to do lots more of that. And that's, that's one of the things behind getting involved in Grow CFO, developing the learning center. And I think we can do some very exciting things in the future, mentoring the next generation of people. Absolutely. And the one, and the one thing you realize when you become a portfolio CFO and you start uh, talking to like-minded individuals, and then you start collaborating on a portal like Grow CFO is, is the experience that you built up over the last 10, 15, 20, 30 years is you do, you do kind of, you know, it's put away somewhere, it's put away in that filing cabinet. And when you bring it back out, you, re- you realize how much experience that you actually have got, how many situations you've been through. You know, I've talked a number of times in recent months about the financial crisis of 2008 and my experience there. And, and at the time you were just going through it and, 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 you know, navigating through to to get to the other side now we're going through the whole covid19 crisis there's an, there's an element of those um sort of crisis management that's very applicable to to this particular crisis so those kind of experiences again to, to impart them to share them with like-minded individuals or, or less experienced individuals is really satisfying and it gives me a real sense of you know as i say giving back to the to the, to the finance community I, th- I think the other thing for me kevin is that the role of a CFO generally is changing so significantly. You know, I think it started probably around about the time of the financial crisis, and it, and it's actually it's actually it's it's sort of changing in front of our very eyes. And anything I can do to help her along that sort of evolution or revolution, shall we say, I, I think is uh, is fascinating. Yeah, I actually think COVID nineteen has done a lot towards changing that role as well, mm. and. You tended to think in the past of strategy as being quite the domain of the CEO rather than the CFO. Now, suddenly from March onwards, we got thrown into that rethinking the business plan, rethinking the way we did business and the numbers being very, very important behind that. And I I think over that period, the CFO became probably much, much more involved in that strategic process than he's ever been in the past. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and if you take that then onto the portfolio CFO, 
what that really does is for those for those businesses that are struggling with all those challenges and and looking to redevelop its business strategy or even to repoint itself in terms of it an experienced cfo that can sort of jettison in for a either a fixed period of time or on a part-time basis is invaluable for those sorts of organizations because they cannot ill afford to have a full-time fully-fledged experienced cfo in the business but what they can do is provide a portfolio cfo environment is tap in and the other good thing about someone like Grow CFO is if I know if I don't know something myself around a particular topic, then I know very quickly I can find someone in the community that can that can sort of tap into that and help for a defined period. So again, it's that it's that it's that knowledge bank that you can you can rely on. And um, I, I think at this particular juncture, it's absolutely invaluable. Mm-hmm. Stuart, you and I are both members of the Institute of Chartered Accountants. No, that's incorrect. I'm, in, I'm ah. a member of the Chartered Institute of Management Accountants, the, ah. best, the best that's institute. Different. That's different, yes. <laughs> I'll, I'll ask this question in a slightly different way then. As a chartered accountant, my institute have a thing called a practicing certificate, which they would require their members who are giving bookkeeping services and accounting services and so on to clients to hold. Correct. Um, is there any need for a practicing certificate to be a portfolio CFO? There isn't anything formal. It's a very good question, actually. There isn't anything formal. And I, and I don't even know whether um, there's just an acceptance that by a client that a portfolio CFO will be some kind of professional qualified accountant. But I think, so there isn't a formal qualification or a practicing certificate, as you call it. I think that um, there's just a recognition that if you're going down that route, and you've got the range of experience and the history that you've got um, that you will have, you know, got some kind of certification or whatever, but it's not, it's not a prerequisite. No, not at all. Mm. So Stuart, that was a very exciting trip through the world of a portfolio CFO. If you've been interviewing yourself, is there anything that, that I should have asked you that I haven't? Um, no, I think you've answered. You've asked every question, Kevin. To be honest, I think um, I think for me, and I and I know I've said it before, the, the the point that I really would like to say, if you if you're thinking about becoming a portfolio CFO, is think it through. Don't get put off, um, and and make sure it's for you. And talk and talk to people. Um, I'm more than happy to talk to anyone that's got a sort of a uh, a desire or thinking about it. And but there's also some like-minded colleagues within. Um, grow CFO that you can quite easily go in, you know, initial, initial entry to the portal is free. So you can ask any questions around that to register. Um, and I would, I would sort of say to people, use that network that's available to really kind of inform you and make sure that your decision-making is, is right and proper. And, and uh, last thing for me is, uh, and which is a bit, bit, bit bizarre me saying this, cause I'm a very impatient person, but be patient because yeah. um, it will, it will form, it will develop. And, um, you know, I, I lost one of my assignments um, in the middle of this year. It was kind of coming to an end. And I thought, actually, oh, what's going to happen with a couple of months to go? But with everything else that's been happening, it just gets re- replaced. And the final thing I would say from a, being a portfolio CFO, which you probably haven't asked me, is um, time management. Time management for a portfolio CFO is so important. It's it's almost so it's so easy to be a victim of your own success and your own experience. So you all of a sudden you've got six, seven, eight, ten 
things, too many people asking you lots of different questions and all of a sudden you're working 12 hour days and you work in the weekend, you've got to be very disciplined with your time management. You've got to really say, no, actually I'm not the right person for this or I can't do this at this moment in time. So that you could, the clients that you are working with, you can actually give 110% and you're seen as a, a key member of their team. And for me, as a portfolio CFO, the, the great thing is I can have a range of different activities and businesses that I work with. Um, but for me, it's also important that I'm seen as a part of their leadership teams and part of their businesses and, and um, long may that continue. Yeah, I, I can really see that time management thing, Stuart. And certainly as a, from the point of view, the guy who works on projects all the time. Fine if you've got one project going, but the, the occasions when I've had two going or maybe exceptionally three, you find that all the deadlines on all the projects end up being at the same time. And mm. you can go from having not very much to do to being swamped with probably two or three times more than you've got time to fit in. Uh, that, that time management thing, once you've got more than one client pulling in your time, is is absolutely critical to get right. Yeah, because if you're successful as a portfolio CFO with a client, there's there's more than a chance that they want more of your time, not less of it. Yeah. And the temptation and easy thing is suddenly for it to creep to being from being a portfolio of activities to being one full time role. Mm-hmm. So that's where you have to have that discipline and that time management and that and that and that focus in your head that says no, I only I wanted to be a portfolio CFO, and these are the reasons. And I, and I need to revisit those reasons because it's quite easy to just revert to type. Yeah. So, Stuart, that was absolutely fascinating. Thank you very much. Thank you, Kevin. And if you're interested in becoming a portfolio CFO, or indeed if you're one already, uh, one of the key things to do is come along and join the Grow CFO portal at growcfo.net. Go in and join the special interest group within there portfolio CFOs, make yourself known to Stuart and the rest of the members. And everything that we do for portfolio CFOs is completely in the free part of the portal. There's nothing in way of cost to be becoming a member. Thank you again, Stuart. Fabulous. Thanks, Kevin. Good luck to Newcastle for the new season. And good luck to Aston Villa as well. (laughs) 